Lovely. Uh, good to talk to you today, Darren. Uh, we've just been speaking to Alex Matos. Tell us a little bit about him. How are you going to fit him into your Huddersfield town plans? Yeah, no, um, we're really pleased to have um, Alex on board. Um, somebody that uh, we pursued uh, very, very um, in the latter parts of the year and that and kept it, kept up to speed in terms of how he was getting on. So um, to get him done relatively quite early in the window, we're re really delighted um, um, at the at the football club, and I'm just you know thankful for the for the chairman that you know he's he's, he's backed us and allowed us to bring Alex in. We've heard various descriptions of, of what he might bring to the side: box to box midfielder, uh, really good in the tackle, lots of energy. How would you describe him, and, and, and what role you kind of got him earmarked for? Yeah, all those what what's been echoed with him before in terms of. Um, his style of play and, and, and his enthusiasm, um, his energy, um, but also as well his use of the ball as well, really as well, you know. So all those kind of things, the character that he is would bowl well with the team and it'll help the team out in that midfield area. And what it does, um, Catherine, as well, it gives us um, an opportunity to change the dynamics of the midfield with him in there. Um, so that's something that we've always wanted. That's something that we've secured. And that's something that we'll be able to um, implement with the not just the game going forward on, on Sunday onwards, but into the league programme as well. Yeah, is he going to play then just in front of the back line and then maybe that gives other players an opportunity to push forward a bit more? That would be wrong for me to say that he'll play in just one, that one position, Catherine. What he will do, he, he can play in all the, the different dynamics in the midfield. That's what he gives us. Um, he can play in advanced positions. He can play... In defensive positions, he can play as a two. He can play on his own, um, and that's what he brings to us, really, um, as a team and as a group. Um, and that's where we see him um, going forward. So, as he's just coming now, <clears throat> we've worked with him. It's great to have him with us. And um, obviously, the, the longer he's here and the more time we get to work with him, um, the more I'm sure we'll see different attributes to him. Quick word on, on the transfer window in general. Um, firstly, have you recalled Jordan Rhodes? Not at the moment, Catherine. No. Um, as I said, you know, um, we won't speak to we won't speak about Jordan until we keep things professional with with where he's at at the moment. Um, and before, if anything like that should happen, then we'd like to speak to them first. But at the moment, no. Is that because uh, there's been a lot of talk about um, a, a Serbian striker being on your radar, Bojan Radulovic? Apologies if I pronounced that completely wrongly, but is he somebody that's on your radar? And potentially, if he arrives, does that lessen the need to, to perhaps recall Jordan? For me, it would be seriously unprofessional of me as well, Catherine, to speak about other players at other clubs at this stage. But obviously... Um, anything like that that should come about then obviously you'll be the first to know but for me talking about other players now would be wrong for me to do that Okay, fair enough um, Just more generally speaking are any new arrivals imminent? Um, one hour, 24 hours is a long time in football as you know Catherine and what I would say is that um, at the moment, no um, but um, as I said um, an hour to 24 hours is a long time in football Watch this space. FA Cup on Sunday then. How do you beat Man City at the Etihad? Yeah, no, we, we, we go there and um, obviously we know the difficult opponents. We know uh, the tremendous home record that they've got. 
Um, but we go in terms of how we've always planned and prepared for, for, for games. We know it's a difficult game, of course we do know that. But we go there, Boyd, with our 6,000 travelling fans. And uh, we go there with, with the, an air of expectation to continue to build what we've been and what we've been about, really. Um, so it's a difficult game, but a real game that we're looking forward to, Catherine. And if you are, as you say, looking to build, do you play your strongest side? That's always been my um, uh, metaphor and, and we'll continue to do that as a, as a manager. Um, I think uh, we have a, a real responsibility to the club um, and to our fans um, and that's what would be required and, and that's how we've always wanted to do is building that continuity, building that understanding um, and growing together as a group and I think again this week and the game on Sunday uh, presents that opportunity so we'll always continue to do that. Would you want Pep Guardiola to play his strongest side? I think we. I think it's fair to say that um, whatever team um, Pep plays will be an excellent team um, because of the calibre of players that they've got um, and the depth to their squad and it's credit to them you know they've, they've, they've been there and earned it for a reason and they're in the they're in the at this moment, as we speak about them, uh, potentially um, the best team in the world, and they've deserved that because of the the awards that they've picked up and and the continuity and the consistency that they've shown for a long period of time. Is is Pep Guardiola somebody that you you've met previously? I understand that while you were with West Brom as under twenty threes coach, you maybe had an opportunity to to talk to him then while you were working with Tony Pulis. Is is that correct? Yes, that's it. Yeah, you, you know, it's, um, it was a time ago when I was at West Brom and yeah, obviously, you know, he came obviously with the team um, down to the Hawthorne. So I had the opportunity to sit in the room and, and have a, um, a brief discussion with him. So, um, yeah, memorable moment for me, obviously being very early in my, in my coaching uh, journey um, and meeting uh, somebody that, you know, spoken and still is spoken about in the, in the high level parts of the game. Um, and as I said, you know, an ultra competitive um, individual, which you expect us to be on the touchline, but a very humbling individual um, inside the manager's room, really, which was um, quite refreshing to see. How much can you draw on conversations like that or being privy to those kind of conversations to shape your own coaching path, if you like? Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're wonderful experiences that um, there's no coaching manual or any coursework out there they can do. It's just that that special moments, what those individuals give you at that moment in time, um, and the special moments really that I suppose you take things from it from your, from your own perspective uh, going forward. Um, as I said at the time, I was a coach at West Brom, and, and since then my journeys led me to be a manager. And on Sunday, I'm competing against him on, on Sunday, so it just goes to show the journey. At the time, um, Pep was a manager and still is a manager, um, aspiring to win trophies then and leagues then as he is now um, and I suppose I've, been, I've just been um, in, enthused by his determination and his continuity and his consistency to do well so um, that's something that you know we're all we're all aspiring to do. You pulled off a giant killing with Sheffield Wednesday last season at the time of League One side obviously not Newcastle out of the FA Cup what was the key to your success in that encounter and again is it something that, that you can use to your advantage to take on Manchester City? Yeah I, th I think when you go against um, 
the clubs with the size and ilk and the quality what they've got I think it's a joint effort it's a joint effort by everybody to play their part um, in terms of it it's not just a, a sole identity to look upon the manager it's the yes the, the part I play the part the players play the staff play the supporting fans um, all those things were aligned last season in terms of getting the energy and it's needed um, in all departments really um, Catherine and, and certainly for Huddersfield Town to go uh, there on Sunday and do that all those aspects have to be aligned really and some um, so those are the things we're calling upon in terms of as a group as we prepare for this game on Sunday yeah, you've talked about, about the, the travelling support, 6,000 away fans, particularly with them in mind. Do you have to go to the Etihad and just give it a real go and see what happens? Don't show them too much respect in a way. Yeah, no, there, there's always a respect element for all teams that we play against. Um, however you set up and however you deem how you go against them, there's always that respect element because um, there is, in terms of the preparation... We are energised and uh, by the, the the fact of hearing that we've got six thousand of our uh, fans travelling there. It's, it's a it's a wonderful occasion, and and I said it, you know when the draw was made, um, it was a special time for the for the for the club um, for this draw when it was made, and um, and and with the six thousand travelling fans, uh, they epitomise that really in terms of coming over there and giving us their support, and I'm sure they'll be heard. Uh, all afternoon on Sunday. So in terms of us for a group of staff and a group of players, you know, we have a responsibility to them as we do with the club. Um, and we're looking forward to the game. Lastly for me, just on team news, um, Ben Jackson, Jonathan Hogg, have they recovered from illness? And how's Jaheim Headley? Yeah, and, um, um, Hoggy and, and, and Jacko um, are both fine. They've trained, which is great to have them back in the team. Um, Jaheem Headley um, we expect him out for a, a little bit of time what that prognosis of time is at this moment in time uh, is not being diagnosed but um, we'll wait and see what the what the um, the medical team say yeah what, what was the injury with Jaheem um, he sustained an injury to his ankle right okay um, and lastly on Delano Bergsorg is he close to a return yet uh, and unfortunately for Dell, no, Dell, Dell won't be um, um, close to any return. We just, we're just waiting for a confirmation with him, so um, he won't be uh, making a, a return anytime soon. Okay, and that, that's purely down to the injury. I'm not sure about the terms of his loan agreement. Is he, is he sticking around at the club? Yeah, uh, no, Catherine. That's just purely down to the injury. Right. Good to know. Good luck on Sunday. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Catherine. Good to see you. Thank you, Catherine. We'll come into the room next with Stephen, who's looking for the microphone, Leon. Thank you. From We Are Terriers. Thanks, Leon. Uh, hi, Darren. Um, yeah, getting Alex Matos in, um, it shows the, the level of trust that Chelsea have with the club and with you, doesn't it? That must be quite gratifying. Yeah, no, we're, we're really grateful for um, Chelsea and can we just thank Chelsea for allowing us to have him in because... Um, we did have competition elsewhere and um, he had options to go elsewhere um, and he chose to come to Huddersfield Town. So for us to get him and secure his um, services for the rest of the season, uh, I'm really, really pleased that he's, he's, he's been able to we've been able to secure him really with the competition we were faced with. Yeah. Um, another bit of transfer business. You brought Brody Spencer back from his loan at Motherwell. Um, what, what do you think he might offer to, to the side now? 
Yeah, no, we, we've been monitoring Brody really, really quite closely, really, and um, I wanted to get him back because um, and just to work with him and um, it gives competition down that right hand side, um, which is what we've wanted, um, and we wanted to bring him back because. You know, on this journey that we are, we want him to be uh, part of this journey, really. And we're really pleased in terms of, you know, and, th and thankful for Motherwell for the, for the game time and everything that he's had up there, uh, which have given him massive um, experiences in terms of that. And, and we hope that that stands him in good stead to be part of where we want to be and where we want to go for the second half of the season. Um, so he's been back with us and been back in training the last few days. Um, I've been getting to know him as an, as an individual and him as a player and he too for me seems like a new signing because I simply not had him in the building so to have him back is um, it's nice and uh, we'll continue to work so we think he'll add more uh, competition than that right inside the pitch Yeah he's very highly rated in the academy you know former academy player he played some games just looked like he needed that experience he played practically every minute for Motherwell though should stand him in good stead hopefully And that's what we said you know we, we, we get a player that's in a robust fit state to, to um, play he's been playing games up there and you know for him it's, he's come back to the club and he's been welcomed back to the club with open arms um, it was a long move at the first half of the seasons that's gone incredibly well for him and for us and now we get him back um, for the second half of the season uh, and hopefully he can show in terms of the game time and minutes that he's had in Scotland um, and justify the, the levels where he's moved to um, and bring them to us as a, as, as a team and as a football club for the second half. Speaking of fullback options, um, Ollie Turton, we were told a few months ago, was probably due back around now. How's his recovery going? Yeah, really good. It, it, you know, to have Ollie back in training is so wonderful. Um, he's a wonderful uh, man, human being, um, good player, real, real good quality, and he's building his fitness, so he's back in training. Which is, which is wonderful to see and what he just needs Steve is um, probably a game or two and just build volume really and he'll get that in training so um, providing he gets no hiccups it's just a matter of time for Ollie. Is there any chance he might be able to make his comeback this weekend? Uh, we don't think this weekend it'd be unfair to do it because just because we just want him to get some more volume and some more time really so um, we wouldn't say that for the, the, it'd be this weekend. Okay. I mean, it'd be good to, with Spencer and Turton, them coming back, it comes at a good time, doesn't it? Because Headley out, Nakiara Naki off on international duty, Matty Pearson still out. The, that defence could do with those extra options, couldn't it? Yeah, and, that, and that's the reason as well, you know, not the, the sole reason Brody came back in, but certainly, but also with Ollie um, fit and available um, with the trio, like you said, away on international duty or injuries. Um, it's nice to have them, um, those bodies back in just to bring a little bit of balance back into the defensive units. So it's really, really pleased to have them back really and, and to see Oli on the pitch. I think not just Oli himself being on the pitch, but the lift that he gives everybody being out there because he's a senior and what he brings to the group in terms of his positivity. It's wonderful to see. So as the days go by, um, Oli will start to pick up that, that confidence and regain that um that mindset because now he's got bodies flying around him in training it's what, exactly what he needs at this stage of his rehabilitation You've had David Kasumu at right wing back are you hoping you can now move him back into midfield role? Yeah we Cass you know can I, I think for Cass 
and what we've seen him is for somebody to have been adaptable in that position, he plugged the hole and plugged the gap for us. And and even with the the, the same personnel that we've got back in the team, you know, for games, um, if we need to play Cass out there, we we see no problem in playing there, even though we've got the the players available. So, but it does give us that option to move him back inside the pitch as well. Good competition in central midfield now with Matos, Rodoni, Kasumu, Hogg, Wiles. Strong choices for you there. Yeah, and that's what we wanted really. And that's what it, it, it gives us. We feel it gives us the balance to start games and finish games strong in that in that midfield really. And I think that's what, with Alex coming in there with the, with the players that you've named, you know, we've, we, we've not named a couple of young ones that we feel is really close to it as well, you know. Um, I really, obviously, you've seen um, um, Rahima playing there. You've yeah. seen, and you know, you've seen Josh Osterfield playing there. Um, we've had to deputise with Reg in there, um, and also um, another young player that I think's improving all the time is is young Tom Tom Ayapenda. Really, I think he's yeah. really improving a lot. Really, and um, the way he's going about it at the moment, he's doing really, really well. So. We feel we've got options in there, but it's the options that are wanted in there, Steve, and we've got them in there now. Obviously, it's not um, uh, Man City. We know what they're going to offer, but being the FA Cup, is there an opportunity for players like Tommy Panda to, to come in and, and perhaps make their debuts this weekend? Yeah, I'm, it's not just because the cup competition, it's it's him improving as an individual mm. and, and getting to a, a level and... He's, he's been um, a whisker, really, of a way for me from, from coming on the league game, and that's where he's at. Yeah. And, and long may he continue. And the longer he's been training with the group, I said, you know, all he just needed was volume with the group. And when they're training with the group, Steve, they build speed, they build strength, they build quickness in thoughts, in, in decision making. Um, there's a lot of things they build by just training with the first team because they're learning. Uh, and the building, can you imagine Tom looking at um, Hoggy and learning from him and being on the same team or competing against him? It can only help him really going forward in terms of the start of his journey and what the, the process looks like, you know, and, and looking at somebody across the way that's that's played and graced the Premier League. So all those kind of things um, go hand in hand, really. So for Tom, he's um, slowly but surely improving. With those midfield options, what do you think Alex Matos can bring that maybe you, you didn't have in the midfield up till now? Um, he allows you to, certainly for me, to play into defensive roles but can quickly um, add into attacking dimensions of the pitch. Yeah. Um, and he allows you to do that. Um, he allows you to go away from home and play a certain system that will be better for us um, and hopefully harder for the opponents when we're on the road as well as being at home. So there's both aspects in defensive work and in attacking work. In, when he does the defensive work, it allows others to be more attacking and more adventurous. Um, but whilst the game's going on, we've got both sides of the, the game and that's what Alex allows us to do in terms of the dynamics of the team. Um, so that's why I'm quite... Um, really pleased that we've, we've managed to get him and now the work can start that we've gotten him and getting him into the mindset and in terms of what we need from him. It must be massive for you as a manager because you kind of, with the benches you've had recently and the injuries you've had, it's kind of, this is the 11 I've got, this is all yeah. I can play, it ties you into a certain way but if you've got 
more options now, you can have a bit more of a, a choice on the style you want to adopt game by game, doesn't it? Yes, Steve, and, and that's what you want. But I think for myself and sort of for everybody at the club is starting games and, and finishing games in a certain way with the strength and, and power that we've started the game. And that's what we've always wanted and, and been and trying to. And sometimes through no fault of anybody, we've not had that option um, for relatively large parts of the first half of the season. Um, hopefully, as long as we keep everybody fit, um, we'll see us that benefit us for the second half of the season. But not only that, we'll be able to deal with the demands of the, the, the league schedule that bit better because you've got that strength in depth. Have, are there any other players who... Uh, might be looking at coming back from injury in the next next weeks. Um, um, Danny Ward could be one that um, we're looking at. Um, seeing how he progresses um, next week. Um, we think Kyle Hudlin was out, but we don't think it was as bad as first feared. We think he could uh, be back in it really. So those are the the two that spring to mind. Um, that come to mind straight away. Cool. That's all for me. Best luck. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you, Steve. Leon from the Oxford. Oh, yeah, Darren. I, I would just wonder in this game, it's important you get something from it, whether it's a result, performance, but to take into the into the league campaign psychologically, isn't it? You know, you, players winning a few battles or having a good spell in the game, that, that sort of thing is important. You get something, isn't it, in, in that regard? Yeah, and it's a fair, it's a fair question to, to present, Leon, in terms of. I think that the, the, the biggest thing that you, you try and pride yourself is, is making sure you get the performance because I think when you get the performance then other things follow um, results uh, opportunities in games so it's the performance I think I think that's the biggest thing that we'll, we'll tr focus on is the performance because that's the thing that you're, you're relatively in sort of control in terms of wanting to go in with that mindset so I think that's the the main thing and that's something that we've always aspired to and that's something that we feel that over recent weeks we've been getting the performance uh, and probably in one or two areas decision making or rubber the green or whatever it may be probably not quite going our way but we have to maintain and keep that performance going and, and that togetherness and that oneness and that unity in terms of uh, progressing as a team and we can't afford to lose that. Is it the biggest one-off sort of game challenge in football, going to going to the Etihad, I know you'll be back by six thousand fans, but you know they're the, the best team in in the country on the day, and it's a it's a huge, massive challenge, but a good one for yourself as a professional and uh, and your group of players, everyone. Yeah, it is, and it, and it's and and it's again, it's a fair thing for to say that it's a, yeah, it's a one-off game of the the magnitude in terms of the arena yeah. because of um, what they've done over a consistent part of seasons and years gone by and where they present themselves um, yeah. um, today. So for us in terms of what it is, yes it is, um, but yes I'm, I'm thrilled by the 6,000 fans that's going. So it shows for us as a football club um, what the game means um, to us from a, from a football club uh, perspective. And, and you know we go there um, for a day really that we all look forward to. Yeah. When I was um, you know, my dad said to me when I was a, was a kid, eight or nine, ab about playing professional football. If I close my eyes and think of the arena, what I've been on on yeah. on at the weekend, this was it in terms of the game. So to be taking and managing a club, Huddersfield Town over there, it's a wonderful occasion for us all. 
Um, but again, it's an occasion for us all and for me as a manager in terms of progress for us as a, as a team, as a football club and uh, backed by a loyal, passionate 6,000 uh, fan base that I'm sure will be heard come Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I was going to ask you finally, but obviously you made a new signing, bringing them in nice and early, that, that sort of resonates with everything you're about and getting them assimilated and up to speed. So it, it's encouraging in that, that regard, isn't it? You, you'll want to get them in sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, yeah because the, the quicker we get them in, Leon, the, 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 the better we get to work with them and settle them down yeah. and, um, and, and get them into the, into the mindset and mentality. Uh, for that performance really so we're really pleased to have Alex in and um, yeah he's been in with the group the last couple of days so we're pleased to have him on board Thank you Leon Mark Walker from the Press Association I don't <coughs> excuse me you touched on it just there with Leon about the, the, the wonderful occasions you've had some high points not least last season getting Sheffield Wednesday where will crossing swords with arguably the greatest manager in the world against the greatest team where will it rank in your career no, it's a special moment because, as, as I said, you know, I had the opportunity of meeting him and seeing his team a few years ago and I was coaching then, but obviously now to be taking a team and competing against him is, is, um, is wonderful for myself, the staff and the, and the group of players because arguably now I think we can all agree that as it stands today, they are the best team in the world. So to so to be up against them in a cup match, it just shows goes to show the beauty of the FA Cup, and that's why the FA Cup is such a a special um, cup competition, and will always remain a special cup competition because the nostalgia of the cup brings these stories and brings these moments together, and that's why I'm just really um, and thrilled by it, and it just goes to show you the beauty of the FA Cup. It's it's going to be on BBC iPlayer. It's the club's been off the radar for a short while, having been in the Premier League, but it's going to be a great occasion to just put Huddersfield, the club, back under the spotlight. Yeah, and it's what we wanted to do uh, as a football club is, you know, to be in, in, in games like this. I do, and I'm going to speak bias because I'm Huddersfield Town manager, but it's a special club, Huddersfield Town. And um, as I said, you know, since taking the role in the job, it's been an honour for myself to come and represent this football club and continue to work hard for this football club. So the FA Cup's a special um, moment for us all. I think each and every single one of us, the 6,000 fans we got going, the fans that will be watching it on, on TV or streaming it live, we all, we've all got our memories of the FA Cup in some way or some sort of capacity and we can bring back memories and we can look forward to the future of the game on, on Sunday. Um, what a special moment it is. So. When you put all that together and compile all that together, it, it's it's a special moment, and that's why it's an honour for me um, as a manager, really taking the team and and um, and and competing in this cup competition, and I'm um, looking forward to the game on Sunday.